Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. I've had a quote that's just been big on my heart uh, for, uh, honestly, the last 24 hours. And I knew it was the way I was supposed to open up today's message. So if you're taking notes, you can write this down. But there are decades when nothing happens. Decades where nothing happens. And then there are weeks where decades happen. Where you're, you're looking at the landscape of life and you're not seeing a lot change, but then there is a suddenly, a move of God in the span of days, weeks, and months, that what God does in those times is so wonderful and so glorious that it changes the course of decades. And I believe with every fiber of my being that there are coming weeks in 2023 where the next decades happen, where God shows himself so strong. Come on, church. Where God shows himself so strong in our churches, in our ministries, in our lives, in our families, where God shows himself so strong in weeks that it literally changes the course of decades. And many things that some of you were desiring in decades past, you'll see in decades future because of what happens in those weeks. Amen. Uh, So I was just praying about that last night. Um, I just couldn't sleep and um, just felt impressed that like something needed to be altered or changed in my message. And I just began thinking about that quote. I'm like, okay, I'll lead with it. And then as I began thinking about it and just spending time with the Holy Spirit on it, that's called meditation, um, just spending time with the Spirit, I really saw in my life there's been several ways in which weeks have changed decades. And when I say several, I actually mean two. And the two that I've seen are breakthroughs and habits. Uh, breakthroughs where God is just moving so strongly that what he does in a matter of days, weeks, and months changes the course of decades. Uh, This happened to us um, um, in 2020. Honestly, 2020 changed a lot for the world, but 2020 was a year of rapid acceleration for Word of Life. Um, We became multi-campus in 2020. God gave us ministries, gave us churches. Like, you talk about breakthrough. Um, Everything changed for us, and it came in a matter of weeks. It's like one week we don't have a a facility, next week we do. Like, it was just suddenly, it was an act of God, and it literally changed decades for Word of Life. And I have a feeling like some of those things are about to happen for for all of us. And I've had some of those things happen in my past. I I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me, get ready for the next one. How many of you know what's in your past is nothing compared to what is in your future? God's a God who takes us glory to glory and faith to faith. And so we need to get our hopes up. We need to get excited uh, because I believe breakthroughs are coming. So out of that, the second way I've seen things change in weeks that change the course of decades is habits, uh, where I instilled a new habit, and when I instilled that new habit, in a matter of weeks, that habit was ingrained in my life, and that habit then changed the course of decades. 
Um, like, and for me, my children are growing up. My, my oldest child will be 17 in 2023. I'm like, how did this happen? Uh, but anyway, uh, I've recognized it. You got to pay attention to the season that you're in. And so one of the things that I want, um, honestly, and, you know, other than knowing the Lord, what I want more than anything is a strong connection with my family, genuinely. But I've seen, and I've pastored now for 20 years, which I know for some of you is not that long. For others of you, it's like, you stayed with the same job for 20 years. Uh, you know, anyway. Uh, but what I've seen in 20 years is that love and connection actually means more than success and achievement. And so who I'm doing life with matters. And I want a strong relationship with my children. And uh, so I, I knew I needed a new habit. And I started a new habit with them last year and working out with them. And that time of being in the gym with them and seeing them enjoy that. But then the conversations in the car, it's a new habit for us. And it's so ingrained that when we miss it, we're talking about trying to get back into it. Whereas before, it's like, please get out of bed now. It is now like, are we going in the morning? Because it's a habit. And I really see that that habit where we spent weeks doing it in a row, that changed the course of decades in terms of our relationships. Does that make sense? So what you did in a matter of weeks changed the course of decades. Had you have not done that, the decades would have looked worse. But because you did do that, the decades are now going to look better. Amen. Uh, so I want to talk about both of these things. I want to start with habits because it's kind of like the nerdy part, but it's the part you need to. And I want to end with like what I, I can't wait to end on, which is the breakthrough part. Uh, but let's talk about habits first. Habits is simply this. Habits means you are what you repeatedly do. You are what you repeatedly do. Your marriage is the quality of what you repeatedly do in your marriage. Your financial state is the quality of what you continually do in your finances. Your health is a result of what you continually do. And you will not improve your health until you change what you continually do because consistency matters more than intensity. Consistency matters more than intensity. I remember years ago, my niece came home from college. She went to ORU, uh, which was a, a Christian school, and she got involved with like a real good group of friends, and that matters because if you get the right friends, it'll propel you spiritually. You get the wrong friends, it'll take you backwards spiritually. But anyway, she was going to like all these conferences. It was intense. Like she was telling me her Christian schedule. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And so she's telling me all this, telling me all this, telling me all this. We're sitting in our living room. I never will forget it. I'm like, that's amazing. But I said, you need to understand consistency matters more than intensity. And you're in this environment where there's a lot of intensity. But what you need to do is to take your Christian habits and transform that into personal disciplines privately, things that you can do on a consistent basis. So like that morning devotional, a Bible reading plan, consistent church attendance, like all of those things. Because sometimes like if you go to a gym and you get so intense at the gym, you can almost kind of burn out. Um, and those types of things. So even physically, consistency matters more than intensity. And you want intensity, and in that consistency, you need some intense moments that kind of fuel that consistency. But habits are based off of what you consistently do. And if you have a moment of intensity, but a lifestyle of consistency, that lifestyle of consistency will override that moment of intensity. 
And so you want to change what you are doing repeatedly. You want to change what you do daily. Uh, So let's open up our Bibles today to the book of Haggai. Somebody says, where is that? It's where your pages are stuck together. Um, We're going to go over there. If you have my Bible, it's on page 846. I don't know if that helps you or not, uh, but 846. Um, If you're brand new and you have like no idea where Haggai is in scripture, no worries. If you go to the New Testament, Matthew, and then go backwards, you'll see Malachi, keep turning. You'll bump into Haggai pretty quickly. Um, Haggai chapter one, and I've had this passage on my heart, so we'll read it today and we'll look at verse number five. Now, therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now, anytime the Bible leads with, God is now talking. (laughs) How many of you think it'd be a good idea for us to pay attention? Uh, I'm glad my wife thinks so. How many of you think when it leads leads with, uh, now says the Lord of hosts, it'd be a good idea to pay attention. Anybody? Okay, yes. Uh, Consider your ways, says the Lord of hosts. You have sown much, but you harvest little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. He who earns, earns wages to be put into a purse with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Um, So this is very interesting. He's talking to people where life is not working for them. And he knows that intrinsically when life is not working for us, you know what we tend to do? We tend to blame life, other people, and sometimes God. And we're like, well, if they did, or if this happened, or if this happened, and why are they? And all these types of things. And God says, well, one thing you might want to consider doing is understanding you are what you repeatedly do. And so instead of looking at like what they need to change, and instead of looking at like out here what needs to change, he says, what should I be looking at? What I need to change. I need to consider my ways. If, I am, if, if life is not producing what I want it to produce, I need to stop blaming them. I need to stop looking at this. And what do I need to do? I need to examine myself. Now, this is something that we don't hear a lot about in church, but it is very, very scriptural to examine yourself. Um, to judge yourself, not in a way where you condemn yourself or feel shame. That is not the New Testament narrative. Uh, This is not sackcloth and ashes and oh, what a terrible person I've been. This is repentance. And repentance is there's an area of my life I need to make a 180 in. That I was going this direction, I, I now need to go in this direction, and I'm examining that area of my life. Why? Because the unexamined life is the dangerous life. The unexamined life is the dangerous life. Um, If Samson would have looked at his life uh, long before he was blinded and and hairless, walking in the same circle, if he would examine his life, he could have avoided that pain. For the church at Corinth, if they would examine themselves and dealt with the strife and dealt with the unforgiveness and dealt with all those things, the Bible told them in, in Corinth, it will save you from destruction. Uh, you know, we, we say that phrase in the 90s, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, and <laughs> that's biblical. Uh, and so out of that, uh, you need to examine yourself and to see what areas of my life do I need new habits in. You are what you repeatedly do. Consider 
your ways. And so I, I did this exercise. I heard a preacher talk about this. It helped me a lot to kind of end out 2022. I know it's 2023, but I think this would be a good exercise for you to do. And those of you who are serious about seeing improvement in your life, you will do it in Jesus' name. <laughs> so, uh, if you're not, well, I don't know what you'll do. But anyway, he listed uh, several things. And he said, out of this, every year, what I do is I grade these things. And he said, like a report card. So A, B, C, D, F, you know, that kind of thing. Um, For me, I'd like you, if you're serious, and this is what I did, one through 10. So 10 being utter amazement, five being average, one being like, oh my gosh, I've got to get better. So one, five, 10. And I did this and asked in 2022, what was my level of spirituality? How connected did I feel with God? What was my church attendance like? What was my devotion like? How much of scripture did I read? Did I feel connected to God? One through 10. Um, My marriage, um, is it improving or is it digressing? Is is my marriage seeing improvement? Consider my ways. Uh, With my marriage, is it trending in the direction I want it to go in? With my family, with my my sons, my daughters, with my mother, my father. A family is big to God. It is big to God. Uh, Where is your family at? One through ten. Uh, five, well, that's about average. Ten, it's exceptional. One, it's like, Pastor Joel, it needs prayer. Um, <laughs> family, friendships. How vibrant are your friendships? You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Do you have friends who are propelling you forward? Do you have friends who are sharpening you? How, how strongly connected are those friendships? Physically, um, if you don't have health, you'll find not a lot else matters. Um, physically, are you healthy? Are you strong? Uh, are you propelling life forward with that? Do you have energy? Do you have vibrancy? Uh, are you trending in a wrong direction? In 2022, where was your health on a scale from one to 10? Um, financially, how healthy are you financially? Um, you know, is and you're spending and investing. Are you budgeting well? Are you investing well? Budgets are something that is biblical. Like we count cost. We know how much things cost and we save up to pay for it. This is a biblical principle. Um, so out of this, with my spending and my investing, like where was I in 2022? Mentally, uh, how, how much did I grow mentally in 2022? What was my level of self-care? Did I find myself stuck in ruts mentally? Examine yourself. The unexamined life is a dangerous life. Uh, and then in my calling slash career, I put both up there because for me, I would love for everyone in the room and everyone watching at our campuses and everyone who's listening to this by podcast and everyone who's watching this on television, I'd like for you to understand that God designed you to have a calling. Now, the world will call that a career, but a career can be mm, because a career, typically people are just doing it to make money and not do something in the earth. And God has called you with your job to do something in the earth. In fact, one of the ways that you add value to the world and make the most money is by serving it. When something stops serving you, it stops making money. Serving, the greatest among us is the servant of all. That's not just like a nice principle. That's a financial principle. Um, why, Why doesn't a cassette player make money anymore? It serves nobody. Why does an Apple phone make a lot of money? It's serving a lot of people. Uh, and so out of that, like for your calling, uh, how, how much of an advancement are you making there? 
Um, what do you want to see God do there? Now, out of this, I did this one through 10. Here's what I want to see improvement in. And then here's the next thing that I did is I asked myself in each one of these areas, if you can go back to that, that's okay. Well, you can leave that up there. That works. In each one of those areas that were listed, what would be one habit that if I instilled it in weeks would change the course of decades? Um, so physically one habit that if I instilled this in weeks, it would change the course of decades. One habit in my marriage that if I instilled this in weeks, it would change the course of decades. One habit in my friendships that if I did this in my friendships, it would change the course of decades. One habit financially that I did this for weeks and made it a habit, it would change the course of decades. One habit away from blank, you can fill in the blank. In 2023, I want to see my health improve. In 2023, I want to be debt-free. In 2023, it rhymed. In 2023, bonus points. In 2023, I want to see whatever. Like, write it down and then ask, what habit do I need to instill in weeks that if I do this habit over the course of weeks where it becomes a true habit, it will change the course of decades. I want you to find it. I want you to go after it. And I want you to have your best year ever in 2023, that you do something this year that changes the course of decades. Um, in my life, one of the things I'd like to do this year is get in better shape. Uh, anybody, well, you don't have to raise your hand, uh, but like I'm on this journey, man. I want to be the best me physically and, and, and spiritually in every way, but I judge myself physically like this is one area I can come up higher in. Now, for those of you who may not know, years ago, I was 296 pounds and I had, the, yeah, true. I had, this, I thought about bringing a picture, but I'm like, nah. Uh, so I had this, this guy come up to me named Paula Coss and Paul came up to me and after his Wednesday night service, he came and he shook me and he's like, you've been helping me spiritually. I want to help you physically. And I'm like, I will let you do anything. Just stop shaking me, please. You're hurting me. Um, you know, and anyways, like you meet me at Madison central in the morning and I'll begin training you. And he made me, made me do force cardio. And I did it every day. It was a habit. My body got used to it. I loved it. Like genuinely loved the program, lost over 60 pounds got to the weight I am now, and have stayed there for seven years. Uh, so, so, but, but I know there's another level for me physically. And I, I, I want to, for you and for me and for everyone else, I want to thrive. And so when I looked at that, it's like, what habit do I need? I need force cardio. I need somebody to make me run. I, <laughs> that's what I need. And so I've seen Luke go through a transformation and, and others. And so I signed up for a program that would make me do force cardio. So I can no longer joke, if you see me running, pull over because I'm in trouble. Now I'm running because, well, I still, I still can say that. I'm in trouble. I uh, just don't discourage me from running. Uh, so <laughs> that, that's one habit I know I need. Like my, my uncle and my father, the only two men on my, that side of the family, have passed away of heart disease. You have to examine yourself. You have to examine yourself. Don't keep going in the same direction in marriage and stop blaming them. What habit do you need to take your marriage short? In your health, what habit do you need in your finances? Years ago, I made a decision. I will automatically deduct my investments from my paycheck so I never see them. It was one habit, one habit instilled in weeks. I got used to it, changed my life. 
in every arena of your life, there are habits, reading 10 pages a day, whatever it may be, five miles a day, whatever it may be, there are key habits that if you get that habit instilled in weeks, it will change the course of decades for the better. And I want you to identify what that is, and I want you to go after it in the name of Jesus. You can instill in weeks uh, what will change decades. Amen. So I know so many people are like, oh, Pastor Joel, it sounds amazing, but I've tried this before and it didn't work. And here's what I want you to know. The prayer habit is the thing that drives all the other habits. You have Peter, he makes a decision. He's like, I I will never deny you. And that's like many people on New Year's, they're like, I am changing everything and I will not fail this year. And then later, you know, seven days later, it's like, (laughs) I ate all the Oreos, like all all that kind of thing. Uh, So Peter has this moment where he's as adamant as many of us are on New Year's. And he's like, I will never deny you. And Jesus comes to him and he tells him this important statement. He says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Pray that you enter not into temptation. What's he saying? Before all these other habits, you need a prayer habit. Uh, Because you get grace in prayer, come before the throne of grace. You get grace in prayer that gives you the strength you need to make all the changes you need to make in your life. And you can receive, how many of you believe we serve a God that's big enough that can give you grace from his throne that will help you physically, that will help you financially, that will help your marriage, that will help your family, that will help your mental health and mental clarity. Of all the habits we need in 2023, I'm telling you, we need a prayer habit because it empowers all the other habits. But it also leads to something else. It leads to point number two, breakthrough. And breakthrough is where you see what only God can do. It's God's power doing what only God's power can do. That you look at your life and it's like, how did that happen? And it's like, God stepped in. Why are we seeing this? The hand of God is what brought it here. How did this change? God did it. And I'm telling you, and I believe I'm I'm safe in saying this by the spirit of God, We are going to see some breakthroughs happen this year. That what happens in weeks changes the course of decades. But it's got to be contended for. Um, Open up, well, you've already opened it, but let's go over to the book of Kings, 2 Kings chapter 4. God doing in weeks what changes the course of decades. 2 Kings chapter 4. And we'll look here at verse number eight. Now, there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem, and there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set, set up a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. And let it be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. One day he came there and turned into the upper chamber and rested. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him. 
And he said to him, say now to her, behold, you have been very careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? And I sense that for you, Mills family, like you have been careful for the Lord with all this care. And like this is a season where God is saying, what can I do for you? Amen. Um, He asked, what can I do for you? Would you be spoken to the king or the captain of the army? And she said, I live among my own people. So he said, well, what is to be done for you? And Gehazi, I answered, truly, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, at this season, next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord. O man of God, do not lie to me. And the woman conceived and bore a son that season the next year, as Elisha had said unto her. Why don't you say this with me? Say, about this time, next year. Oh, come on, have a little fun with me. Why don't you just say it again? Come on, Fondry. Come on, Highland Colony. Let me hear you. Right there in your car. Why don't you just say, wherever you're watching, why don't you just say this to me? Say, about this time, next year, everything can change. About this time, next year, I will see myself, I will see my life transformed by the power of God. God do it in weeks what I thought would happen in decades. In Jesus' name. What's a breakthrough? It's God doing in weeks what you wanted him to do in decades. It's God doing in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. In a tw- How many of you know we still have a God who can change something in a moment? That it's not going to take a week? It's not going to... In a moment, everything can change. Everything can change. But you know what he needs? Well, let me back up. And do you see this woman in this story? She had a desire in her heart that was so deep to her that she didn't even want to talk about it. It was something that had been so painful because it was something that was so real in a season that it could happen and it didn't happen. That she almost didn't want to utter it anymore or to talk about it. And you can see this when Elijah is like, this time, next year. You see it, she's like, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. And I just felt this so strong last night. What do you want? Genuinely, what do you want? And I wrote that in my notes. What do you want? And then I just heard the voice of the Spirit say, stop lying to yourself. What do you really want? Because there are things where, like, we dream of what we want as something that is like comfort. Like, if I got this, it'd be comfortable. 
And so we live in this world where really, with a little bit of discipline, we could achieve it without God. But what you really want, what's really in your heart, you could only see with a move of God. And I just feel like it's just time for some of you to stop lying to yourself and say, you know what I really want? And you start just writing it down and speaking it out. I want to see my family restored. I want to see this addiction broke. I don't want to tolerate this any longer. I want to be completely free in Jesus' name. I want to see God move mightily in this area of my life. Like, and I'm not ashamed to say I want this or I want that. It's something that in my heart is real to me. It's a true desire of your heart. It's not competing with something you saw on Instagram and somebody else's life. It is something that you know at the end of the day, whether you saw it in anybody else's life, ministry or family or what, it is in you and you know you want it, but you've been lying to yourself that you don't have to have it. And God is saying like, I know you want it. And not only do I know you want it, I know this earth needs it. And I know you need to contend for it. And I need you to go after it. And I need you to believe to see my goodness in the land of the living. And you know what this woman did? She just made room for God. She sensed something is changing. And I, I, I don't know necessarily where I'm putting my finger on it, but something is changing. There is something godly passing by. And I'm not going to have it pass it by my family. I'm not going to have it pass it by my house. I'm not going to have it pass it by my children. I'm going to make room for it. I don't know exactly what will happen. I don't know exactly what will change. But what I do know is if I make room for God, God can do for me what I could never do for myself. And this is a year where we make room for him. This is a year where we're pulling ourselves aside and getting in prayer. This is a year where I I don't care what it costs to build the house. We're we're not talking about like a whole house. We're just going to make a little room for God to abide here. And it opened something up for her that her flesh had tried for years to make happen, but had never been able to produce. But when she got this and she made room for God, it opened up something. You have been careful for the Lord for these years. What can I do for you? You know what she struggled with in that moment? Honesty. She didn't even want to say it because it seemed so big. It's like Sarah. God comes to her. What do you want? A child. So much time passed, decades passed by, and God's like, I can do in weeks what you couldn't do in decades. And he comes to her. You know what he tells her? He's like, about this time. Same thing. About this time next year. About this time next year. About this time next year. And when she heard that, she laughed. She laughed at God. She literally laughed at God. And God's like, why'd you laugh? She's like, I wasn't laughing. He's like, I heard you. I'm God. Like, I know you laughed. And then he said this statement. Oh, get this in your heart. Then, he, then God spoke this. You know what he said? Is there anything too hard for the Lord God? Sarah, is there anything too hard for God to do? There is nothing that our God cannot do. His arm is not waxed short. His arm is not waxed weak. Our God is the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. The same God of Elijah is the same God of Joel and the same God as you. We just got to put ourselves in position to see God do what only God can do. We got to make room for God. And that's what we're doing. 
in 2023. That's the direction we're taking our families. That's the direction we're taking our lives. We're going to make room for God. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. That, Father, you will help us establish every habit we need to establish. But, Father, we thank you by your mighty hand, Lord, we will see breakthroughs. We will see you do what only you can do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I just thank you that you long to make us wonder. You long to put us in awe. You long to have us in amazement. That, Father, in the book of Acts, it talks about how there was a great awe among them all. That they were just in awe of you and in awe of your majesty. And how did Acts start, Father? It started with people who were willing to make room for you. To wait until you filled the room. And Father, I thank you that this year we make room for you. We make room for you until you fill the room. And Father, I thank you, you fill us with your spirit like never before. You're outpouring on us a rain of your spirit like never before. That Father, we, we just dwell with you and sit with you and have you fill every, every arena of our lives. And Father, we thank you that at the end of this year, about this time next year, Father, we will stand in awe of your goodness and your grace. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.